patriarchs, the Hebrew patriarchs. And then he comes to verse 32. And what shall I more say? The idea is, do I really need to say any more? But uh, he doesn't, but he is. He's not finished. The idea is, I don't really need to say any more. Enough has been said, but I could go on and on and on and on and on with examples of men and women of faith. He says, and what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens." Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourging, jay moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted and tormented. Verse 38, of whom? The world was not worthy. What a statement. People, we don't even know their names. We don't. Other people may. Other people knew them when they were here upon this earth. And they influenced other people with their faith. But we don't know who they are. We don't know their specific names. But the Bible says, Of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. There's an inscription on the tomb of the unknown soldier in Washington, D.C. It says, Here rests in honored glory an American soldier. In the last four words, by the way, how many of you have been to the tomb of the unknown soldier? It's kind of a... Kind of a sobering thing, especially if you're there when uh, the, the men are there and they do their, their change of the guard. It's kind of a, it's very neat, but it's also a very sobering moment. But on that inscription, the last four words, it says, Known but to God. Known but to God. And for the next few moments, I'd like to preach a message with that title, Known but to God. Do you ever feel like you labor in obscurity? Sometimes that's good, isn't it? I don't care if anybody knows who I am. Just leave me alone, let me work. Do you ever feel that way, that you labor in obscurity, moms and dads? Especially moms sometimes, you're raising the kids and nobody knows everything I'm going through. Well, the wonderful thing is God does. And God knows our faith and He knows who we are. we, We may be as... It speaks about in verse, uh, to, to, to verse number 36, that one little word, others, and others, unnamed. Nobody knows who they are, and others. And for the most part, that, that's us. Nobody knows us, do they? I mean, outside of West Tennessee, outside of our family, uh, outside of maybe a little circle of influence, most people may not even know who we are, know our names. But God knows who we are. And God knows whether we're laboring by faith or not. God knows whether we're men or women of faith. God knows whether whether we are living by faith. God knows whether we're courageous or not. 
We've used that word many, many times recently. The word courage is simply faith in God's promises. It's not because we have some great physical ability, so we're courageous, we're valiant, we work something up within ourselves. No, 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 courage for the Christian is having faith in God's promises. And every single one of us tonight can be courageous if we have faith in God's promises. Known but to God. I want to give you three characteristics tonight of, in verse number 36, of these others. Of those who are known but to God. Those who the world may not know us, but God knows who they are. I remember shortly after we came here several years ago, I had a gentleman and he wasn't even a member here. He just casually attended and he took me out for lunch one day. I think we, we had probably been here about 15 months. And he took me out for lunch today. And again, he wasn't even a member, but he casually attended and he took me out. And he asked me, he said, he said, what in the world are you doing here? He said, why are you in West Tennessee? He said, why in the world? Now, this is a guy that grew up in West Tennessee. He said, why in the world would you come to West Tennessee? One phrase, one statement. Because God called me. Because God called me. We, we talked and he, he, you know, he made a lot of statements and part of the idea was nobody's going to ever know who you are here. I told him, I said, that's okay. That's not, why, that's not why you do what God calls you to do. That's not why you go where God calls you to go. Because you want a name. God knows who we are. And by the way, we, we don't minister and we don't serve for an audience of a whole bunch of people, we serve, as the song says, we serve for an audience of one, right? We serve for one individual. We serve for the Lord Jesus Christ, nobody else. And so if anybody knows our name or not, he, he, he made the statement, he said, no, you're never going to get, you're, nobody's going to ever ask you to come preach at a conference. I'm like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. What's, what, what, what was his point? His mind, and by the way, he had good intentions for me. He he. He was very kind and gracious to me. I don't say this being derogatory toward him whatsoever. I understand his, I understood his intentions and what he was saying. But he was thinking in the flesh. We, we don't serve in the flesh. We don't serve for popularity. These individuals in Hebrews chapter number 11, they didn't serve for other people to know them. By the way, we don't even know their names. God gives us specifically, 16 specific names in Hebrews 11. 16. Now you're going to be counting them now, and if I miscount, hey, I have an accounting degree, but I cannot count. I've already, we've already made that clear, right? So I may have miscounted. But I counted 16 specific names. But there's a whole lot of other people that are represented in Hebrews chapter number 11. They're unknown to us, but they're known to God. Let me give you three characteristics tonight of these individuals. Number one tonight, the unknown others were very simply, they were virtuous. What does the word virtuous mean? It means high moral character. It means, be, it means moral behavior is the idea behind virtue. Number one tonight, these unknown others were virtuous. Their names are hidden, but their nature, and by nature I mean their faith. Their names are hidden, but their nature is honored. 
Their names are hidden, but their nature is honored. The Bible says in verse number 38, of whom the world was not... What's the word there? Worthy. Of whom the world was not worthy. Their faith was just as well-pleasing as that of Abel, as that of Enoch, as that of Abraham and Joseph and David and all the other individuals that are mentioned by name in Hebrews chapter 11. Their faith was just as well-pleasing. We may not know their names. However, we can be assured that the people whom they influenced knew who they were. And so it doesn't matter if anybody around the world knows who you are and knows your name or knows where Toulon is or knows where Maranatha Baptist Church is. Here's what matters. It matters that we're living by faith and we're influencing those around us and God knows what we're doing and He knows who we are. Number one tonight, the unknown others were virtuous. Their names are hidden, but their nature is honored. Number two, the unknown others not only were virtuous, but number two tonight, they were valorous. They were valorous. What does the word valor mean? Does anybody know? The Bible speaks often about valiance. In Jeremiah, it speaks about the fact that the nation of Judah says they were not they were not valiant for the truth. So that's a negative, but it speaks often of valiance. What does the word valor mean? Anybody know? Okay, brave, courageous in the face of danger. Okay, for the Christian, here we go again. What does the word courage mean? Or how can a person be courageous? By having faith in God's promises. That's courage. Courage in the face of danger. Courage in the face of mockery. Courage in the face of a family member saying, I don't know why in the world you're doing that, why you're leading your kids that way, why you're leading your family that way. I don't know why you all go to church all the time. I don't know why you don't do this, but you do this. I don't understand all of that. But we do it by faith because we believe the Bible. We do it by faith because we believe God's promises. Courage is faith in God's promises. Listen, it takes courage for a, for, for a mama to continue to train and train and train to train a child and it doesn't seem like they're getting it. Okay, it takes courage to continue faith in God's promises. Okay, this doesn't look like it's working at all, but I'm going to have faith in God's promises. And the Bible says train up a child the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. Okay, I believe that. I'm not seeing it right now. But I have faith in God's promises. You know, it takes courage for a family who may be struggling a little bit financially to say God gets the first fruits. He gets the 10% right off the top. He gets the tithes and the offerings. But I'm going to have faith in God's promises. I'm going to have courage and I'm going to obey what God has called me to do. By the way, don't argue with me that the tithe is an Old Testament doctrine or that it's a doctrine tied to the law. Because Abraham tithed before there ever was a law. He gave the tithe to Melchizedek, the priest of Salem, priest of the Most High God. And when he came from victory after after his nephew Lot was taken, and Abraham and his men, they went and brought Lot. And the Bible says Abraham wasn't worried about the money, but he gave 
The t- he wasn't worried about all the spoils. And he gave the tithe to Melchizedek. And it takes courage sometimes. Faith in God's promises when financially it just doesn't seem plausible to give the tithe this month. Okay, that's courage. Not only were they virtuous, they were valorous. By faith, first of all, they endured physical trials. They endured spiritual trials. They endured emotional trials. By faith, they endured physical trials. The Bible says here in verse number 33, who through faith subdued kingdoms. In verse number 33, it says, stopped the mouths of lions. Now, by the way, some of these, we can kind of guess who they are, right? You talk about lions, who's probably the first person you're going to think of, or at least two people. Okay, one of them's not mentioned here. The other one is. We think of Daniel. First of all, his, his name's not mentioned here. The prophets are mentioned. And so Daniel would be included in that. But we think about David. David killed a lion and a bear, right? But he's mentioned. And so the Bible says, stopped the mouths of lions. They endured physical trials. The Bible says in verse 34, they quenched the violence of fire. Who do we think of then? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The good Hebrew name. Learn the Hebrew names. The Babylonians gave them Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay, learn the Hebrew names as well. Now the other names aren't bad, they're in the Bible, we should know them as well. But quench the violence of fire. God, or or, or King Nebuchadnezzar. We don't know if he's going to deliver us out of it or not, but we know he can. But no matter what, we're not bowing down to that image. Whether he delivers us through that fire or not, or whether we die and we go to heaven. Brother Rick and I were driving down a long driveway yesterday and we got to the gate. Well, first of all, we're driving down this long driveway and he said, I haven't seen any trespass signs yet. And we get to the gate and there's a trespass sign. And so, so we just keep going. He said, what's the worst that can happen? They can kill us when we go to heaven. And I said, true, true. But we got up to the house and it was Brother Sammy's cousin, so it was okay. We don't know if he's going to deliver us or not. But King Nebuchadnezzar, we're not bowing down to your image because we have one God. And the Bible says they quenched the violence of fire. It says they escaped the edge of the sword. They were strengthened in weakness. In weakness were made strong. They waxed valiant in fight. Now again, I don't know exactly who these individuals are. I I, I think in verse number 34, some that come to my mind in verse number 34 when it talks about wax valiant in fight is in 2 Samuel when some of David's mighty men, David is a little bit older, he's at an older age and he's out trying to battle some of these giants and some of the younger men, some of the mighty men, they come and they deliver him. The Bible says they suckered him. They delivered him. They supported him. They helped helped him. They waxed valiant in fight. The verse continues on. It says, turn to flight the armies of the aliens. We need some of those guys today, don't we? Man, they're talking about all these aliens, right? <laughs> turn to flight the armies of the aliens. The Bible says they received their dead, raised to life, tortured for their faith. They were imprisoned. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder, cut in half. They were slain with a the sword. They wandered The Bible says destitute in verse number 37. Being destitute, afflicted, tormented. 
The unknown, excuse me, others were valorous, courageous in the face of danger. By faith, they endured physical trials. Now, the truth is tonight, probably most of us aren't going to endure what they endured. Now, maybe in time, but not right now. We're not going to endure. We're, we're, we're not going to be confronted with being thrown in the fiery furnace, at least not right now. We're not confronted with being sawn asunder where they take a hollowed out log and they put you in the middle of that log and then just cut the log in half. Boy, what a way to go. For us today, but we could hear the blade rolling, couldn't we? It's getting closer. Sawn asunder. But we go through physical trials. We don't go through near the physical trials that they do. And boy, we're, we're soft sometimes, aren't we? I, I say we, let, let, me, let me be I'm soft sometimes. I, we, we don't like physical trials. But these others, the unknown others, they endured by faith. They not only endured physical trials, but we mentioned they endured spiritual trials. The Bible says in verse 33, they wrought righteousness. Verse 33, it says they obtained promises. Verse 34, it says, again, they were strengthened in weakness. Verse 35, he says, women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured. By the way, we would think in verse 35, those women, we would think of, who would you think of? Speaking about women having their dead, raised to life. Okay, the widow Zarephath with Elijah, and then who else? I think somebody said it. The Shunammite, the Shunammite with Elisha. Okay, those two ladies had their sons raised to life. He says, women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. The better resurrection, speaking of better than the resurrection, excuse me, than by those received in verse number 35. In verse number 35, they were raised from the dead, but this better resurrection there is the resurrection that they're going to receive one day when the Lord Jesus Christ brings those bodies out of the grave. That spiritual resurrection, body, soul, and spirit being brought back together, that's the better resurrection he's speaking of in verse number 35. Yes, what a wonderful thing. The widow of Zarephath and the Shunammite woman, they had their, their, their sons raised to life, but hey, there's a better resurrection coming. By faith they endured spiritual trials. By faith they endured physical trials. By faith they endured emotional trials. The unknown others were valorous. Courageous in the face of danger. And how were they courageous? By faith. Faith in God's promises. Look what it says. Um, we'll get to this in just a moment. Uh, where are we at? Let me, find, let me find the verse. Verse 33. It says, Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises. But then it says in... Uh, Verse number 39, And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, notice this, receive not the promise. Okay, what, what's the promise being spoken about in verse 39? Anybody know? Or at least this is what I think it is. <laughs> You're just afraid to say, aren't you? I don't want to be wrong. What's the promise? The Messiah. They never got to see the Messiah come. Now, the Messiah was promised. They knew there was a Messiah that was coming. They believed it. They looked forward to it. But they never, got to re- they never got to see the Messiah actually come. And then in verse number 40, verse 39 says, they, they didn't get to receive that promise. 
God, verse 40, having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Because look, that, there was going to come, uh, when, when the Messiah came, there was going to be another group of people, the church. And without us, they weren't going to be made perfect. And so they didn't get to see the Messiah come, but they lived every day believing that a Messiah was coming. They lived every day looking, as we talked about with Abraham, they lived every day looking for a better country. He said, this this isn't my home. He lived in tents. He was a stranger. He was a sojourner because he knew there was something better. They endured spiritual trials. They endured emotional trials. Verse 36, it speaks of cruel mockings. They endured emotional trials. Again, I don't know everyone that would be included in that little phrase, cruel mockings. But I think about Nehemiah. They came back to rebuild. What did they do? They scoffed and they mocked. Think about Micaiah, the prophet. He never prophesies good for us. Think about Paul. Cruel mockings. By the way, real quickly, would... would, Let's back up. Would you back up to 2 Corinthians just real quickly? 2 Corinthians chapter 11. By faith they endured emotional trials. Hey, let me ask you a question. If, If our generation or if modern day Americans had to endure some of the things that these men and women of faith endured. I mean, the little things we endure today, many Americans have to be put in straitjackets for it. But think about the emotional trials they went through. 2 Corinthians chapter number 11 and verse 22. Or actually, let, let, me, let me drop down. Uh, Let me just begin in verse 22. It says, Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant in stripes, above measure, in prisons, more frequent in deaths oft. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. 195 stripes, thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. Listen, I don't have people hanging around outside my house every night trying to kill me. At least I don't think I do. Paul did. Paul had people who desired his death. Perils, perils by the heathen, perils from his own countrymen. Verse 27, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Beside those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. They endured physical trials by faith. They endured spiritual trials by faith. They endured emotional trials by faith. Cruel mockings. Verse 37, again, it speaks they wandered. They were destitute. They were afflicted. They were tormented. They wandered about in sheepskins. 
verse 35. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. You ever think that maybe they had the thought that we had sometime? Now, we've spoken about this a couple times in the last couple weeks about justice, about God's justice. But you ever thought maybe sometime that some of these men and women, they thought, you know what? That's just not fair. She had her son raised to life. She had her son raised to life. I didn't get my son raised to life. I didn't get delivered out of what I'm getting ready to go to. It says in verse 35, and others were tortured not accepting deliverance. Do you ever think that little thought of, well, I don't know if God's fair or not. And again, the, the right word is not fair, it's just. God is always just. But that emotion that comes sometimes when we look at others and we think, well, boy, God is blessing them. And by the way, if God is blessing somebody, what are we supposed to do based on Romans 12? We're supposed to rejoice with them. We're not supposed to get bitter. We're not supposed to get jealous. If God, if God is blessing someone, we're to rejoice with them. If someone is weeping, if someone is having a difficult time, then we're to weep with them. We rejoice and we weep with each other. But sometimes, well, that old flesh comes in, doesn't it? Well, man, that just doesn't seem fair. It's just not right. God, I'm serving just as much as they are, and it seems like they're prospering and I'm not. God is always just. And these individuals... See, that's the thing. I don't believe these individuals thought that. I don't think they would have thought, well, God, you're unfair. Because they were men and women who lived by faith. They were the unknown others. The unknown others, first of all, were virtuous. The unknown others were valorous. Courage in the face of danger. By the way, faith in God's promises, that's courage. How, Pastor, how can I be courageous? Have faith in God's promises. Have faith in God's promises. If God's Word says it, we're going to have faith in it. If God has promised it, I'm going to have faith in it. That's courage. And number three, the unknown others, not only were they virtuous and valorous, but number three, they were victorious. By faith, they obtained a future reward. Verse number 39. These all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. It was a future reward. They would get to see the promise one day. They just didn't get to see it then. They didn't get to see it while they were on this earth. The promise of Messiah. By faith they obtained a future reward. By faith they obtained a good report. Verse number 39 as well. And also verse number 6. But without faith it is impossible to please Him. By the way, a good report of what? Of pleasing God. Why were we created? For His pleasure to please Him. How do we please Him? By faith. What is faith? It is complete dependence, trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. They obtained by faith a future reward. They obtained by faith a good report, a report of pleasing Almighty God by faith. Thirdly, they obtained a better resurrection, verse 35 and verse 40. Verse 35, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Verse 40, God having provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect. Then look, they're going to get to see that. They just didn't get to see it then. Because God had a plan for us. God brought us together as Ephesians 2 says. He brought us nigh by the blood of Christ. He broke down that middle wall of partition, Ephesians 2 says. 
they obtained a better resurrection. And by faith, they obtained a divine recognition. Verse number 36, and others. By faith, they obtained a divine recognition. Known but to God, the unknown others. We don't know their name. God knows their name. The people that had, they had influence over, they knew their names. We may guess at who some of these are, but we don't know all of them. And others. By faith, they obtained a divine recognition. God placed them in Hebrews chapter number 11. And by the way, think about this. That tomb of the unknown soldier, it says, known but to God. Think about this. How many people visit that tomb every day? You know what that is? That's recognition. They don't know who he is. They don't, they, they don't know the name. But they know the character. They know what he did for the nation. And because of that, they come and recognize we may not know all of the names in the latter part of Hebrews chapter 11. We don't. We don't know the names. We can guess at some. But here's what we do know. We can recognize what kind of individuals they were because God chose to put them there. God chose to mention their characteristics. God chose to mention what they went through and the trials that they went through. And they did it all by faith. Whether it was physical, whether it was spiritual, whether it was emotional, they went through it by faith. And really, every... every Every issue is a spiritual issue. And they went through all of those trials by faith. Valorous. Courageous in the face of danger. Faith in God's promise. Well, Pastor, I don't know if I have, I don't have, to have the courage as some other godly individual in our church. You know what their courage is? Faith in God's promises. You can have the same courage. Well, they, you know, they, they've, they've been a member of our church for 40 years. And I've only been saved for a couple of years. and I don't, I don't know that I can be courageous. Absolutely, you can. Faith in God's promises. Valorous. Courageous in the face of danger. Faith. The unknown others, they were virtuous. Their names are hidden. But their nature is honored. The Bible says in verse 38, Of whom the world was not worthy. The unknown others were valorous, physical, spiritual, emotional, courageous in the face of danger. By faith, by faith in the promises that God had given them. And the unknown others were victorious. We would look at it and we'd say, no, not really. They didn't, they didn't even get to receive the promise. Oh, but they're going to see it one day. That they were looking for it. And by the way, by faith they had already seen it. Right? They didn't get to physically see the Messiah come the way maybe those shepherds did in Luke chapter number 2. They didn't physically get to see Him come, but they had eyes of faith, and by eyes of faith, they saw Him. They knew that He would come one day. And by faith, these unknown others were victorious. A better resurrection, a good report, a future reward, and a divine recognition. Hey folks, tonight, Maranatha Baptist Church tonight, we do not go through anything that these individuals go through. And by the way, I know we go through stuff. I'm not, I'm not diminishing that tonight. If you go through something, it, it's a big deal to you. Right? It's a big deal to you. 
But all I'm saying tonight is very simply this. If these unknown others could live by faith, when they're getting ready to be sawn asunder, when they're getting ready to be thrown into the fiery furnace, heated seven times, then dear friend, we can make it when someone slams a door in our face. It'll be okay. We'll make it. We can, we can make it when someone cusses at us when we're out on soul winning. We can make it, right? By faith. And so I pray tonight, look, I, I pray, boy, Hebrews 11, I pray that we'll be a people of faith. But we jump right into Hebrews chapter 12. We start talking about looking to the author and finisher of our faith. It's all about faith. How are you going to please Him? By faith. Hey, teenager tonight, how are you going to please God? By dressing nice? I want you to dress nice. I want you to look nice. But are you going to please Him by that? You're going to please Him by making all A's at school? I want you to make all A's at school. But you know what pleases Him? Faith. And by the way, for some of you, it may take faith to make all A's at school, right? But you, know, you please Him by faith. But I'm only 15. Start now. Why wait? Why wait to get in on the blessing? Why wait to see God work in your life? Well, I'm only 13. Why wait? We live by faith, right? That's how we please Him. Father, thank You for the time You've given us tonight. Thank You for the unknown others. Known but to God. Known but by You, Lord. And Father, most of us tonight... We would say, well, I probably fit into that category. Nobody knows who I am. But it doesn't matter if anybody ever knows. Our family knows. The people right here, they know who we are. Father, you've given us a task, a responsibility, and we're supposed to live by faith. Whether anybody else knows or cares, Father, we're to trust you. We're to be courageous, having faith in your promises. I pray that you'd help us to do that tonight. Help us to be virtuous. Our names are hidden, but our nature... Our nature should be manifested, should be demonstrated of whom the world was not worthy. Father, help us to be valorous, courageous in the face of danger. Father, if we will, by faith, Father, you promise us that we'll be victorious. So, Father, I pray that you've reminded us of that tonight. Help us in this invitation. Father, if there's a believer who needs to do business with you tonight, maybe we're not living by faith. Maybe we're not very virtuous or valorous. Maybe we're not being very courageous. Father, I pray that we'd come and kneel and pray. Maybe there's someone here tonight who's never been saved. They've never placed that saving faith in the finished work of Christ in His shed blood. Maybe tonight will be the night they need to be saved. Father, help us. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. If you're physically able, I'll ask you to stand to your feet tonight. Miss Pam's at the piano. She's going to begin to play in just a moment. Dear friend, if you're here tonight and you don't know Christ, then you need to place your faith in the finished work of Christ. Faith in His promise. What is His promise? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You need to step out tonight and come and be saved. Believer, are you living by faith? Are you virtuous? Are you valorous tonight? By faith. Is that you tonight? If not, maybe you'd, you'd bow the knee tonight as the young lady sang about this morning. He is king of all the earth. He, he, he's the only one. Maybe we need to bow the knee tonight and just pray and say, Lord, help me. Help me to live by faith. Miss Pam's plan. If you need to come, come.
Only trust and obey, the song says. Our kids sing it a lot. We sing that song a lot with our kids in Master Club and Children's Church. But that ought to be a song that ought to be on the lips of every child of God. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Just trust Him tonight. Have some physical trials? Trust Him. We didn't even mention, maybe have some financial trials tonight. Trust Him. Spiritual trials, emotional trials. Teenagers, maybe someone makes fun of you at school because you try to live for Christ. Just trust Him. As for God, His way is perfect. The Bible says His Word has been tried. He's a buckler to all them that trust in Him. In fellowship sweet, we shall sit at His feet. Or we'll walk by His side in the way. What He says we will do, where He sends we will go. Never fear, only trust and obey.